When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. London, Brian Campbell. Hi, my name is Arnold Allen and I'm doing room service diaries. And room service. Arnold's here. Ready. This is the spot. Come on in, Arnold. Come on in. Dude, thanks for I was coming down. Travels, okay? Yeah, it's right. No, it's alright. Do you live in? We live in. Where do you live? It's a little bit weird, but yeah, it's interesting. Getting called up to someone's hotel room for an interview. Interview. That's alright. Hopefully, it's not on the bed. <laughs> Hopefully, there's a sofa, some chairs, and it's uh, you know nice and professional. One eighth Irish, probably a Scottish last name. Let's go inside. <laughs> Well, I got to tell you what, when this gentleman returns to the cage and takes on Max Holloway April 15th, it's going to be a big deal. And he's a big deal. So we said when we come to London, Brian Campbell, we better talk to him. It's time to get almighty on that ass. It's time to get almighty with Arnold Allen. Hi, Arnold. How are you? Good, man. Yourself? I am okay. It's nice to see you. You got the decked out Jordans and a whole lot else going on. Yeah, can we we show the the, the foot game here? Those are legit. I like that. It's not their debut, but it's... uh... Probably second, third out in. Do you have a J, like a Jordan collection? No, not massive. I have a, a pair of Halloween specials I've been wearing, but uh, yeah, only a few. Well, they look great. Thank you. Yes, I'm very <laughs> excited to be here. Uh, Arnold Allen, what do in in your in your native area? Born in Ipswich, raised in Suffolk. Suffolk, yeah. yeah. What do they call you back there? Like Double A, Arnie? What's the deal there? <laughs> Everyone calls me Mowgli. Everyone, like from the Jungle Book? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone where I'm from calls me Moog, yeah. That's a weird nickname. Yeah, yeah. Not Triple not A, not A. Everyone calls me Mowgli. How, wait, wait, wait. So hold on. That's a very original nickname in MMA. I don't yeah. know if I've ever met another Mowgli. Yeah. I haven't. No. Yeah. Why, did you know it was in the Jungle Book? I bet you did. Sugar Shane Mowgli? No, <laughs> you, no, no. Sugar, <laughs> Sugar Shane Mowgli. How did you get the name Mowgli? So my dad wanted to call me Arnold. And my mom didn't want to call me Arnold. And uh, when I was born in that in the nursery thing they had a jungle book theme so my mom just called me Mowgli she's like I'm not calling him Arnold and uh everyone calls me Mowgli where I'm from so oh that's a cool story his yeah. mom's like fuck this yeah I'll name him because I have to but yeah. I'm not I'm not behind this hmm. literally only everyone only people I knew since I've been an adult call me Arnold like only like school friends everyone calls me Mowgli so when did you start going when did when did the almighty nickname take place uh what was about well, I was 20, so someone came up with the brand Almighty Fightwear, and he just approached me. He was like, "I'll give you X amount per fight, 
if you call yourself almighty, if you wear my shorts, I was like, okay. I'm getting paid like £300 a fight. I was like, what, 500 extra to call myself almighty? I was like, let's go. About <laughs> let's go, yeah. Entrepreneur. Yeah, so, and that just stuck, I guess, so, yeah. I mean, you know, you could pick the right company. It could have been like, you know, <laughs> Arnold Manscaped Allen or something lame like that, you know. I got to tell you, renting out your nickname is not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. hire yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, what would, you, what would your nickname be? Uh, Delta 8. <laughs> <laughs> uh, high T, Campbell. High yeah, T, yeah, Campbell. Yeah. Let's talk about Let's get into the thing that is the big news. I mean, there's so much I want to ask you about, but let's just talk about the big news right up mm. front. It was reported recently, I think even confirmed, you're going to be fighting Max Holloway mm. April 15th. By the way, we don't know if it's going to happen. That might be the same day as Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting. But What's overlap. the city? There's a fight night main event? Yeah, this is a fight night main event. Yeah, you, yeah. You, where, where is that one taking place? Is it the Apex? It's at Felix the Docks. Like, I don't actually know where it is. It's, uh, as far as I know, not the Apex. So. Not the Apex. Yeah. I guess we'll figure that out. Yeah. Nevertheless. There could be a slap pay-per-view that night. Just to be, just to Yeah, be, there probably could be. Probably could be, yeah. Uh, but just to clarify, you were initially were supposed to fight Max on the co-main at UFC 286. Yeah. But you injured your rib? Yeah, yeah. It was offered and I had a, a rib injury, and I'm like... I don't know if I can make that one. So, uh, yeah, a month later, uh, April 15th, so works out well. Still with Max? Yeah, yeah. What did, what did they say about, the, the, when the UFC offers you a fight, do they ever tell you why they want you to take a fight, or do they just give you a name? No, it's usually just name, date. That's it. Question mark. <laughs> oh, so you, you never know if it's pay-per-view co-main, if it's main event, or what? Oh, no, like, yeah, you'll know the event, the name, the date, you know. Yeah, it's this, 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 what's what. Yeah. That's got to, I mean, you can't control injuries, but the idea of, co-main eventing Max Holloway in England had a storybook ring to it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, it sucks. But, uh, no, it is what it is. And uh, a, lo a lot of setbacks will often lead to bigger things, I guess. Hopefully. Okay, so that's become a theme in Arnold Allen's career. How? <laughs> I mean, when we look back, it's like the win streak has been hella impressive. You were ready for either, like, and it may happen on the same night one day, like being a world champion or overnight stardom and in, in, in the kind of things that happen if you defeat a Max Holloway. Hmm. How have you navigated the fact that you're kind of only fighting once a year for the most part on this run, and it's like yeah. one step ahead, You got two, two in 2022, but then one of them ended early, you know? <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. How, do, how do you keep that? Uh, how do you keep your head together during that? I always wonder that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. So, you know, a lot of reasons aren't really... You know, sometimes, you know, I'm ready to go and then they want you to wait for the next London show. Or like, ah, I've got a show in like four months in London. I'm like, I'm, re I'm ready now. Let's go. And, uh, because then, they want you as a UK guy yeah, to compete in the UK. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's been a lot of that. You know, I've had a lot of fights fall through where opponents were pulled out. And you know, I was supposed to fight um, Emmett in North Carolina and he got injured the week before. Uh, we tried to reschedule and then oh, I think he fought someone else instead. You know, it's not, it's not always been my fault, me being right. injured, but, you know, I've had hand injuries and obviously then a little injury there. And, uh, yeah, so it's not always my fault. <laughs> what, what are the major injuries you've had? Uh, nothing major, just hands, usually hands. I had a couple of uh, breaks in my hands, so, yeah. That's is there anything that can be done? Like, do the doctors ever tell you that, like, how much of this is genetic? How much of this is the way you're training? Um, I, no, no, no doctor said anything, but... Um, for, for me, like even when the fights or the years where I'm fighting once a year, I'm still training all year, and I think that might be one of the factors. Like, I know some guys they'll do, uh, you know, they'll do like a ten week camp and then just sort of pick things up, and then you don't really see them the rest of the year. I've always sort of trained like 
camp all year, you know, then pick it up a little bit in camp. And uh, actually, if anything, when camp comes around, I back it off a little bit so I don't overtrain. But uh, I think that's probably one of the factors with the hand injuries. You know, it's funny. You're only 29 years old, right? But mm. it feels like you've been around for quite some time. But to BC's point, it's been very intermittent. Yeah. What, what, what? How do you? What, what role do you play in the featherweight division, right? How do you view yourself among your peers, mm. given where you're at now? What could be ahead? What, what space are you occupying? Uh, I'm uh, it's an awkward space. Here. Like uh, a lot of people, when they announced it in the room, like a lot of people said it should have been me, and you know, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been too surprised if I was offered that spot. Uh, for which one? For the interim shot. Oh, for the for, for, this is being shot before UFC 284. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, I'm uh, you know, in a funny space. I'm like the dark horse, just sort of creeping under and sneaking his way up. And uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. It's uh, it's it work. It's working. It's working well. Do you feel like you got to develop? Because you know, it's funny. You you always had a bit of hype around you, mm. and then it got a little quiet with all the injuries and like the yeah. once a year fighting. But then it took a turn. I'm not exactly sure where it took a turn. Maybe the Gil Melendez fight. Hmm. But it took a turn, and now you're at the sp space where it's kind of funny. That I, it's, not, it's not that I don't understand that the UFC wanted you to compete in the UK. I totally get it. Yeah. But you're also in a space now where, like, if you're fighting the very top guys, they can't hold you like that. It either has to work or it doesn't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah the, and, and when you're fighting the top guys, usually it's once, twice a year, isn't it? So right. it's like... That's kind of my do, thing do you, anyway. But I feel like all the accreditation came in the Dan Hooker fight. For anybody who mm. had doubts. It crystallized who, there. Yeah, it yeah. just became like, oh, shit, this guy actually is that level of for real with that type of performance. I mean, mm. do you feel like you kind of needed that or to just like – because it's got to be frustrating when you know how good you are. You want to fight the champion. You're in mm. and out of the lineup. You're pulling out more than him in his four years in college. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, then, you yeah, know. Yeah, definitely needed a performance like that. But um, – also, there's a lot of like question marks over that, like him coming down a weight, and then him, you know, obviously, I think everyone knows he probably shouldn't have done that weight drop and shouldn't have been at that weight. But uh, so there's all those factors as well, isn't there? So there's still but he had a big name. Yeah, yeah, the name is right. Yeah. Dan Hooker's got a name, and mm. you know, he like win or lose, He's got big wins over big names. As right, well, so. he did the people forget, dude. Dan Hooker stopped Gilbert Malen yeah. uh, Gilbert uh, Burns. Yeah, yeah. It's like holy shit. Now Gilbert probably shouldn't have been at. 155 when they were fighting, but <laughs> I still, don't know how like, they made it. I don't it's know how not, these it's guys, not easy to do that. How did Kiesa ever make, you know, lightweight? It's like, man. I don't understand any of this. <laughs> you ever but, seen Kiesa in person? Yeah, he's a big man. How the fuck did that dude make 155? Yeah, you don't know. All right, but when you get the call and it ends up being Max, is it safe to say that's literally the equivalent of fighting for a title? Oh, no. No, it's, uh, it's a number one contender fight, isn't it, you know? Yeah, but, but the validation. Yeah, yeah. No, the validation. That's When they announced, the, are we talking about, not talking about the interim fight or? You say we could talk about it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said. What I'm saying is, you just have to make sure people understand because by the time this gets out, yeah, 284 will have already aired. Ah, okay, okay, right, got you. Yeah, so w when they announced um, Josh Emmett fighting Yeah Rodriguez, it was like the only thing that would be better than not getting an interim fight was to fight Max Holloway right. and to beat Max Holloway. Obviously, Max beat uh, Yair in the last one, so he for me is a more credible spot than beating Emmett. So, or Yair. Let's talk about Max. Where do you think he is? I mean, here's the here's the reality about him, right? He's still young. He's not much older than you. I think yeah. 30, 31. Yeah, 31. I right? Not, not that old, but Mileage. the miles. Whoa. There's a, that, that's the one difference, right? I mean, I know you're training all the time, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, a lot of the miles come in training. But I can't say this. In the fights, not a lot of miles on you from the fights themselves. Yeah. Where, how do you assess Max Holloway? Today? Yeah. You know, he's, he's Max Holloway. He's great. Uh, 
but yeah, that's one of the things I always think is, is mileage. It's, it's going to catch up with you. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you have 20 fights, when every fight is a back and forth, 50-50, you know, been in a bit of a war, it's even, even where he's been very dominant, he's taken a lot of shots. So yeah, the, the miles have got to add up. Uh, what did you make of his last fight with Volkanovski? Because the first two, extremely close. Some folks thought he won the first or the yeah, second. Yeah. But dude, ain't no one coming out saying like the third one. The third one was a blowout. Yeah. What happened? I think uh, Volkanovski just he just improves every time he fights. He just looks better and better every time, and uh, he just figured him out. Like the second fight, Holloway came out and you know he he did really well. He didn't adjust. Volkanovski didn't adjust until the later rounds, and then uh, the third fight from the off, every time he stepped forward, he was away, countered, got off the angle, and he looked great. And uh, Max just didn't adjust he just did the same thing over 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 so yeah yeah I think. here's the weird thing max is a living legend he's been mm. at the elite level for like a full decade mm. stop jose aldo in back-to-back fights that doesn't happen like yeah often. i mean no. you know fought conor mcgregor and poirier like in his first day as a teenager <laughs> basically yeah. Yeah. so you're a young guy yourself at some point you had to have looked up or or enjoyed what like what is your history as a fan of max and how weird is that actually now where you're Getting calls mm. and offered to fight these guys. Yeah, I've, I've always liked watching Max. Like he's, I mean, who hasn't? You know, he's fun to watch. He seems like a top bloke. Uh, not when he fights, so he's an asshole when he fights. You <laughs> see him, he's like he hits you, shaking his hand. Yeah. He's like mocking you. He talks to the he talks to the uh, the commentator. Yeah, group. yeah. So there's that. You need to be aware of that. He's a he's a nice guy outside the cage, but in there, nah. <laughs> he's not. But is, do you have do you have to walk through that aura at all, or any other opponents you fought, or or is, or is Max the first time where you're sort of like I got to check any level of respect in, in, in legend status, put no, that aside, uh, it's just another fight. Yeah, nah. when I fought Gilbert Melendez, it was, there was a little bit of that, but then it was like, once the bell went, I was like, like you know, like, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, before... It's I'm the most like, polite oh, way anyone's ever yeah, said that, yeah. Yeah, before I'm looking at his like, tape and watching him fight, and I'm thinking, that's fucking Gilbert Melendez, like, he's done this, he's done that, he's done that, and then, yeah, once you're in there, I'm like, oh, I'm better than this guy, I'm going to beat this guy, so... Yeah, there's no uh, being overwhelmed with who it is, and it's just another man, isn't it? Right? Yeah, I mean, if you had if any other answer, you wouldn't be sitting here, so yeah. I expect that from you, but it's got to be pretty fucking cool that yeah. you're closing in on, on your dream, I would assume, of becoming a world champion, and the guy you have to get through, the final boss at the end of the video game, <laughs> is Max Holloway. Yeah. Like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, beating him, there's no more sort of legitimate run to get into the title. Yeah. Than I was going to say, like, you beat him. Yeah. That's it. Like yeah. you're the guy at that point, right? That's it. That's that's the plan. You know, like get a win there. Then it's not a, it's not like a win over number five or a win over someone that lost to the number one guy recently. So it's it's the real deal. So yeah. we we got to get his quick thoughts on two eighty four. Even though Hold on, I do, I do. Yeah. Really what is Max good at? What do you what are you up against? Uh, his gamesmanship. His, his mentality is like a. No, his skills are great. Like his skills are good, but it's not that. That's the the trouble is that the mental warfare he's good at in the cage, not even outside. Because he's not you know, like McGregor would break people down before and yeah, yeah. sort like he did to Aldo. He seems to do that in the cage. Like he he does all his talking there and riles you up and you know gets you gets you sort of off your game plan and gets you frustrated. I think that's what he's good at. Not not necessarily his skill set. His it's his mental warfare and his. It's toughness as well, obviously. Let me. I want to get to two eighty four, yeah. but this is kind of cool for me. Who comes up with your game plans? Uh, Faraz Zahabi. Faraz Zahabi does. Mm-hmm. Does he consult you about him? Like, do you guys? How does? Okay, walk me through how a game plan for a major fight. Because now you're in major fights. The Cater fight was a major fight. Blah yeah. blah blah. 
How does a game plan come together for you guys? How do yeah. you do that? So <laughs> now, because Fry's like being the mastermind is, I just he watches the tape. He'll say, "Work on this, this, and this," and I'm like, "Okay." No questions. No questions. Yeah, and I've I trusted him uh, when I, f I first went to Canada, 2015. I've been real close, close with Faraz since then, and uh, he, I trust him with everything. Like uh, he watches it, the strategy he comes up with, you know, if if it's not working in the camp, inspiring, I'll, I'll say, Coach, this is happening. I'm trying what you said, and it's not happening. He's like, okay, try this instead. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's great. Faraz is an interesting guy. How did you get hooked up with him? Uh, so after my UFC debut, I was like, the Alan O'Meara, right? Yeah, that's yep. right. I had uh, it was the first time I had a bit of money. And I was like, I had all these ideas to spend my 50 grand bonus on uh, fancy cars and shoes and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, I thought, oh, fuck, fuck that. I'm going to try start a train. And uh, yeah, ever since I've been. That's investing back in the product. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's putting yeah. the money back in the business. Yeah. And uh, funnily enough, when I first went there, it was uh, George St. Pierre. He said that was his advice. His advice was uh, in, his, in his French accent, it was uh, invest in yourself, you know. He said, uh, fighters are too scared to invest in themselves. He's like, spend your money on you. I was like, okay, right, that yeah, makes that's sense. great advice to yeah, a young fighter. Yeah. So mm. what is your breakdown of uh, how, do you go to Montreal for camp? And, and yeah, how long so are you there? I was, the last couple of camps, it's, it's kind of been working out good. So I've been doing my camps in uh, Renegade with sort of Fred's overseeing and like speaking with him. I think he's going to come out. And Renegade for, for folks who don't know is where? Uh, Birmingham, Birmingham, Leon Edwards gym. Right. So yeah, and uh I had some great training partners, like some perfect bodies for uh, like Dan Hooker. And then the Calvin Cater fight came through and like, oh, even more, like perfect guys. And now for Max Holloway, he's kind of similar stamp, tall, sort of long boxer, perfect again. So I think for someone like uh, Volkanovski, if that fight was to ever happen, uh, Montreal, like would, the bodies yeah. there would be better for me. So Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, the strip clubs in Montreal are legit, right? <laughs> yeah. We, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a Patreon edition one day just to cover, yeah. cover that on our uh, Only Pipes channel. But well, gonna, we're going to get this later. My man's tweeting pictures of his dog's balls. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, he's a, so he's such a, I've interviewed Arnold before. I know yeah. you won't remember it because I probably don't remember because you're such a polite guy most of the time, but you've been coming out on lately Twitter, I'm like, well, there's on social media <laughs> as being a, a rebel rouser, as being a fun guy has uh, this been a calculated move to just kind of show yourself to the world just just tweeting the pm of the yeah. country he ain't getting back to me no um, he didn't he didn't prime yeah. minister uh, for the people that don't to be know fair it. i've always I, I was always doing that like i was always doing that and then i got to the ufc and i kind of like i was like oh, i should probably stop being a dick on like on the internet and i was just like <laughs> wait hang on a minute i could just do whatever i want like i could say whatever like no one's gonna tell me not to post like yeah yeah it was like a stupid thing to try and be more professional and yeah it's not really me you got written up not in a good way like by local media for tweeting him oh really yeah because among your many attacks what? at no, the what? prime minister was Dutch to try media wrote you up true or false to try to get up, yeah. to try to get your girlfriend a, a what a, a visa Is that yeah so my, my girlfriend's from canada she's been over here and they uh they keep denying her visa she had uh <laughs> Yeah, so I thought I just sent him a tweet. I'll ask. Yeah, Dude, you it. generated some. Uh, I, I legitimately, I put your name into Google News. Oh yeah. And then I fired it up, and it's like it's like UFC fighter tweets PM Sunak. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I didn't real, know that. Yeah, where, dude, they generate some buzz. Yeah. Well, you ain't give her a visa yet. So yeah. <laughs> she's still hiding out. <laughs> Once they saw your dog's balls, they yeah, were like, yeah. this "The dog balls was really the send one." Send your that dogs nuts. <laughs> You're not gonna get your dog neutered. I don't know. He's only a puppy, so All maybe right. so. What's his name? Carlos. Carlos. Yeah, Carlos. Which, by the way, I got to say, great name yeah, for a yeah. dog. Yeah. So he's a 
we got him from a, a Cuban footballer, like a soccer player. Yeah. Uh, he plays for Norwich, which is like the rival That's a team. good team. Yeah, they're better than well, my relatively team. speaking. I mean. He's a Norwich are Ipswich's rival, and uh, we got Carlos from here. So a family, my she's like a cousin is married to him and uh he's like you want a dog i was like okay <laughs> so now we called him carlos carlos i love that name he's yeah. a cuban that's fantastic <laughs> um, I, I gotta ask you this question because i'm so envious of of many parts of the uk culture but obviously for our job and passions it's the the, the combat sports has exploded whether you want to trace it back to like the 2012 london olympics for boxing or yeah. you know biz ping winning a championship in his original rise obviously in ufc but i mean it's it's football, yes, right? Yeah. It's, but you grew, I gotta add, like, what's it like growing up in this culture and what role does combat sports play? Because we come from an American culture where there's so much competition. I know, I have zero friends that like combat sports. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they may tweet me like, yeah, none of oh, my friends hey, did you watch this fight yeah. the other day? But like, very few people that are on the ball week to week. Yeah. I have to make friends online and my wife thinks it's creepy. But yeah. um, what's it like growing up in this? How, how, what role did MMA and boxing play in your youth? <laughs> so yeah kind of the same right most of my friends like in, you're in England you're like you're a football fan so growing up everyone we played football and uh I think it was probably about 12 I was about 12 13 I realized I was shit at football and uh that's when I was like you know what I'm going to boxing so I started boxing and then uh it's just kind of like a one-man journey like doing that like all my friends playing football I'm like oh, I'll go to boxing because I'm, I'm good at that. I'm better at that. Why not? Yeah, but, but it, it, um, there's a passion for it in the average person in terms of a sports yeah, fan, right? Yeah. But, uh, so then when I got to the UFC, like, even people I went to school with were like hyped about McGregor, posting shit about the UFC. And I'm like, they don't know him in the UFC. <laughs> like, they don't even know him in the, the UFC. The people you grew up with didn't even yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, people tweeting him and like supporting him. I'm like, I sat in class with you, man. Like, I know you. <laughs> like, we live in the same town. <laughs> Like it's only like 5,000 people. What it's like, are you it's like about? dude, we cheated off the same kid in chemistry class. <laughs> yeah. And you're fucking supporting him and not me? I'm like, yeah, yeah, nice. But but the town I grew up in is like, uh, it's uh, sad to say, like some people say it's like, uh, it's a town where people go to die, right? It's, oh, it's yeah. like, like a retirement. No, that's kind of like style. Florida. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. It's like an old person town, so they don't give a shit. They ask me what I do, I'm just like, I box. I say I box because it's harder to explain. You know, there's kicking, there's wrestling, all this. They're just like, what? But yeah, I box. So yeah, they don't. They think I box. Dude, when you run into those kids now, mm. do you, when you see them, you're like, do you say anything to them? Uh, they, no. I guess after the Cater fight and then the Hooker fight, did it finally catch on a little bit? Not in my town. Not really. Man. Not wow. in my town. Like, I walk through my village, like town, and I'm like. No one knows. No one knows what I do. So <laughs> it's amazing. It's nice. That's amazing. I like it. So that's guess, like Luke and his family. They don't give. Right. Yes. Unfortunately, they don't <laughs> yeah. give a damn. No, yeah. no one texted me about this yeah. trip. I yeah. can <laughs> it's pretty nice. It's great. That's it's great. great. Uh, all right. So let's talk a little bit about UFC 284. Yeah. All right. So we've got in the main event. We've got Alexander Volkanovsky and Islam Makhachev. Hmm. It's a, a power second. move, but is it a good move by Alexander? Yeah. By the way, I don't think if he wins, he holds the belt either. Well, oh, what keeps it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I know. Volkanovski has said, "I'm going to defend both," but that's mm. just not realistic. No, no. It's not. Yeah, I think if he wins, he's dropping that featherweight belt straight away. You think so? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think for sure. Like, well, wait, ten pounds. It's not boxing, is it? It's a lot to go up and down. So, and also like. Volk's not old, but I think he turns 34 yeah, this year, yeah, yeah. which is kind of getting to that, mm. you know, Michael Chandler stage of your career. All it's, right, but what happens in the fight? Uh, Gun to your head. I think Volkanovski loses, but I think he looks good doing so. Like, I don't think he's going to get outclassed. I think he's going to make a good effort, but I think he's going to lose. Like Adesanya did against Blahovich, comparison-wise? No, no, I did that, 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 that. I don't think he did that great. Then, um, yeah, no, I, thought, I think he'll do 
I think it'll make a you know a good thing. Like maybe a probably a decision. Sure. Uh, yeah, but I just the size difference, the weight. It's going to be too much, I think. Mah- Mahachev's a hammer. I mean, that, that's a also a part, big part of the well. equation. Yeah. Whether they were the same weight or not, he's yeah. a fucking hammer. It's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem, Luke. Well, I was just going to say, too, like, at one, I, I, you never know how this is going to go at, mm. when he go up a weight. Yeah. But at 145, Volkanovski is not a big power hitter. No, no. So at 155, he will have a little bit more heft. But mm. I wonder if he would have enough for a natural 155. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I was, I was thinking the other day, actually. I was comparing it when... Um, Conor McGregor went up to fight Eddie Alvarez. He was like, he was the bigger man. Like, Conor was bigger. He carried the power, went up away. And also, he was so accurate. Yeah, he was so you know? accurate. But it's like, this fight isn't that. It's a smaller guy coming against a guy that could be a welterweight. Like, yeah. he'd probably go up away easy. And, uh, yeah. And, and like you say, he's not carrying the power up. He's not bringing power with him. And he's not restricted from cutting weight. When McGregor at featherweight was, you know, it was horrible. He shouldn't have... He looked great. The performances were great. But... Uh, you see him on the scales, it right. didn't look good. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's not going to be a positive move for him. You know? What's the key to beating Volkanovski for um, anyone? What is the key? Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I think, you know, he's short, stocky. You have to maximize that, keep your range with him. I thought Max did good in, I think it was the second fight. Where yeah, rounds was, one and two of the second fight. He yeah, dropped him in him each twice, round. Yeah. And he established himself as the bigger man. Yeah, exactly. He was keeping it long. I don't think Max has got like, the longest arms, but he was throwing good attacks with uh, like knees. Uh, he landed some nice uppercuts. Did he drop a head kick, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Like, long-range attacks. Or took him attacks. to a knee, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like the long-range attacks, I think, are key. And uh, yeah, he looked great. Then he just sort of got away from his game plan. and Or, or maybe Volkanovski stepped out. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. yeah Volkanovski's good. At, you know, he, it's, here's what he... I don't want to overstate the comparison, mm. but guys who are good at in the middle of a fight switching things up mm. and then executing a newish yeah. newish game plan those mid fight adjustments Volkanovski and his team are good at those yeah, right yeah. i feel like that's a big difference that's that's one of the things i've always liked the most every time i watch Volkanovski fight like not not the more recent fights but the earlier coming up i would always sort of ah you know he's all right like he's good and then he's like oh yeah, like, he's good oh shit he beat Aldo. like he be you know he looks better every time but it's not necessarily like you say it's not the power it's not like it's it's not the the skills again it's it's the tactics like the tactics his team apply and his ability to stick to the tactics and stick to the plan how about the focus he showed under pressure against ortega yeah can't be resiliency yeah resiliency yeah Yeah, it's not like you're not sitting there thinking oh he's gonna fire these submissions off if i take him down or you know if if he's on top he's gonna sub me he's gonna get my back or he's gonna throw nice kicks or big power punches it's just his strategy he's a great strategist and i think that's the scariest thing about him all right, so your co-main, yeah, Josh Emmett, with a beard now. Did you notice that? <laughs> like, man's like, got like a big Lesnar old beard. Versus Kane yeah. type of beard. Yeah, well, he's got. You know what's funny, man? It's like uh, you ever noticed that like dudes will go through like a we all like, we all kind of have a little bit of facial hair in right. different ways, but you have a very aggressive path. Uh, I, this is trimmed up. This is trimmed up. I've noticed like someone mentioned this to me once, and I've never been able to forget it. Which is that like dudes grow beards after like bad breakups or right. like bankruptcy or <laughs> something well, like they that. Go, when they start balding, when they go, the beard and he nothing full. bad yeah. happened to him. He earned the spot that he's in. Yeah. He had a really hor- the tough fight with Calvin Cater. Yeah. But it's like he's got that beard post divorce or something. <laughs> uh, all right, but he's going up against uh, Yair Rodriguez. Uh, give mm. me the X's and O's on this one. Uh, so I think Rodriguez wins it. Uh, he's got too many tools, like up close knees and elbows, and I think at range. It's just side kicks, teeps, head kicks, everything he does. Uh, I don't think he'll throw low kicks. Someone swinging big punches like Emmett 
it's not a good idea. But yeah, if, like Emmett needs to get close, then he needs to get close and shut the range down to land his big shots. But he's susceptible to elbows and knees, and I think uh, Yair's got he's very dangerous up close as well as at range. So he's got both ranges covered. The only way I can see Emmett doing well is if he uh, maybe stalls him on the fence, maybe shoots some takedowns. Even then, like Rodriguez looks very annoying if you take him down. He's like kicking and screaming, yeah. his elbows flying everywhere. You know, submissions coming up. He's not an easy guy to hold down. What so. do you think changed for Yair? Because he was like a he was hit or miss for a while. He always yeah. had the potential. But what what do you think happened where now he's just dialed the hell in? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, since the Frankie Edgar fight, he's uh, yeah, like he's he settled on the ground. Edgar obviously uh, beat him up to a win, but um, he, as soon as he hits the floor, he's like he's throwing his legs up. He's uh, he's elbowing you in the yeah, top of the head. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's a it, that's a great adjustment. You don't want to. You wouldn't want to sit in his guard, you know. So, yeah. Uh, the other part about Rodriguez. Okay, so it sounds to me like, based on what you're saying here, is out of UFC 284, we're going to probably get a Volkanovski and Rodriguez fight. Mm. Sounds like that's kind of where your head is at. Yeah. What does that look like? Uh, I think Volkanovski. Because Volk's strategy. Well, to I mean, your don't, point. don't yeah. give it away yet. Because what if he comes out there against Max and finishes him? We may just we may. Okay, just, so let's we, ask we that may question. have a problem here. We may so have a problem. So if Emmett versus Rodriguez, which yeah. will have an interim title guy, I mean, they're going to go that direction. Right. The interim title does guarantee they're probably. going But I'm saying it is interesting to think about, like, what happens if there is like someone ekes out a win in that one, yeah. and then let's say you go in there and blow the doors off of Max. Hmm. I, I guess it won't because the title unification. Well. If Volkanovski wins... Yeah, and he doesn't come back. But then I guess the winner of this fight gets a title shot no matter what. Yeah. You're, your fight. You're, yeah. you're in a good spot. Yeah, no, it's a good time. It's, uh, you know, like you said earlier, I'm, uh, I haven't got too many miles on the clock. Like, I haven't taken, you know, I try not to take too many shots in sparring. Like, yeah. I'm pretty working with, like, Perez, the way he spars. And uh, funny enough, the guys at Renegade in Birmingham, like, uh, Tom Breeze is one of the owners of the gym there, and he uh, he was over at TriStar before, so he's carried that sort of ideology back to his team and... They train kind of the same way, you know. No one's getting. I mean, I've seen a few people go over and spar with like Leon Edwards for some head kicks, but uh, yeah. it's not. You know, every sparring isn't a war. It's uh, he's training. We're training smart, training hard, but try not to hurt your partners. And you know how I can tell you don't have a lot of miles. I'm being serious. Everyone always points out the cauliflower ears, but mm. it's not that. When I, the fighters I've seen who've been in a long time who've taken a lot of damage. Mm their eyebrows and then their forehead look chewed. Yeah, yeah. Because they've had so many yeah, cuts. Get a bit chunky over there. Scar tissue. Yeah. And, it, and it goes past the eyebrow line into like yeah, here. Yeah. You don't have any of that. Fresh <laughs> well, as a baby over there. Yeah, no, fresh. So right. so connected to that hmm. is like, okay, when I'm looking at the title picture, the thing that jumps out of me about Yair in particular is I don't know what his true ceiling is. I don't know hmm. how dynamic and great he can be in a single moment to go over the top and maybe win the championship. The only other person I say that about is you, because there's not a lot of tape of you being yeah. compromised and having to battle back. You've you've on this win streak and you've looked awesome. Hmm. So there's a lot of unknown. Do you actually know the depth and the degree of the unknown, or is it sort of like, man, I need somebody to pull that out of me in a five round championship fight so I can find out how great I am? Or do you already know that? Well, I got that in me. Uh, yeah, you know, I've I've always had the uh, opinion that like. The better you put me in there with someone, like the better I'm gonna rise and I'm gonna rise to the occasion and do better. So, what better than Max Holloway, right? So, yeah, you're gonna see probably the best version of myself. Or yeah, if we get Volkan, obviously, I have to see a better version of myself because he beat him three times. So, yeah. Who, what would you say is your toughest fight to date? Toughest I've had. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I had a really crap fight with Mads Manel. I felt bad. You um, submitted him. Yeah, I know. I fought like shit. Um, He's tricky on the feet, though. He's a little tricky. Yeah. A little, a little shifty. I had COVID before COVID. Okay. It was 2018. Oh, oh, he had the 18 and a half. He had you the, had that COVID. I, well, yeah, I that? was patient zero. Yeah. On the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, in like yeah. December of 2019, right. like, he had just come back from Vegas. He was yeah. like, I feel like I'm dying. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then and then we got drunk and then I went to the ER. It was, you know, right. was my <laughs> wife was making funeral plans. It was, you know, it was a rough You're situation. Done. But uh, I mean, like, you know, but the general theme of my question is sort of like, you believe in yourself to the nth degree because you've had enough moments, hmm. cha- either challenges in fights, things overcome in training, things overcome in your personal life, which which yeah. fuel your confidence in hmm. a lot of ways. But you also don't know how great you can be. Yeah, of course. It's the only way you get caught. This is a thing like a lot of young guys I see at gyms now doing it. It like, blows my mind and I'm kind of jealous. But like, they don't work hard. Not every young guy. I'm not saying for every young guy. But these guys come through, they don't work hard, but they're cocky as fuck. I'm like... Like, where'd you get this confidence from? Like, you don't, your training is your confidence. So, like, see, that's not confidence, right? Right. Because yeah. here's my view on that: these these young guys, you see them. To your point, some of them work yeah. hard, but then a lot of them are real young. They got a little bit of ability, yeah. but not a lot. The problem is they don't know that, mm. and they think that everyone else has got what they've got or less. Yeah. They yeah. just don't understand the depth of difficulty that they're up against. Okay. So yeah. they've got you know. 50 bucks in the bank and they're like I'm rich I'm like that 50 is not going to get you very far it's not going to get you very far true or false you have to have a con man level of like delusion and self belief in in yourself at all times to get you over every single hurdle yeah my my thought on that always has been like you earn that right like you put in the work in the gym and like you earn that right to be confident you know that's what I mean this is the difference right there's confidence based on I don't actually understand what I'm up against (laughs) and that's like they will collapse instantly Uh, I got shit whatever whatever that is I I don't even have to worry about it which is is different from yours Hmm. which is homie I've been in the trenches and because I persevered now I know that I can do those are two to me those are very distinct things like this kid like Raul Rosas Jr he's very good he's undefeated like he's really talented but he's like I'm going to be the first three-way champ, and I'm going to be a bantamweight champ in a year. And I'm like, dude, I'm not saying he's not good, and I'm not even saying he won't be champion. Sure as fuck you're not going to be champion in a year at 135. No, no, no. And like to say something like that, to me, indicates like you don't really know what you're up against. Yeah. Okay, but couldn't you say that same thing about McGregor? On the initial rise, wow. there, he, we look back at it as 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 a superpower. As he was, he was, you know, he could see, he had a vision of his future that was like it was like Luke Skywalker in Episode Two. This is it like, was just you know what I'm saying. It was just like I'm not comparing him in in, a, in the all in all ways, but mm. that run that Connor was on, yeah. dude, that was a Michael fucking Jordan run. Yeah, yeah, that run. It's like, well, would you say that to Michael Jordan? Yeah. Well, that's different. I mean, that's a different guy in a different moment, 100%. dude. Like seriously, you think about all the runs in MMA. That's, that's one of the best. That's things. one of the best ones I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like he just blew up, didn't he? And it just kept going. Did that inspire you at all when you were in the midst yeah, of trying the, to become a fighter? Uh well, I, do you know what? When he was on cage rush, I didn't really. I fought on cage rush. I think probably my first fight was maybe like his last, sort of around the time his last. Okay, so fight there's was. close enough crossover yeah. when that when that wind blew through and that meteor that that comet. Yeah. I mean, what does that do for you as a as a young fighter seeing that? Yeah, you know, I was always a fan of his style and like watching it. But the thing is, I'm. I'm the complete opposite person. Like, I don't talk any shit. I don't say nothing. <laughs> and uh, I just send some weird tweets out every now and then. I mean, he sends some weird tweets, but, uh, you know, a bit different. But, um, yeah, he's, uh, I think there might have been something different at the confidence there. He, uh, two-weight world champion, or European champion, I guess you could say, on Cage Warriors and right. lightweight, featherweight. And I guess that you're going to be confident yeah. going in there. And 
Yeah, it worked out. It was a good run. All right. Well, how would you answer when I say, what gives you the confidence in your personal life experience to, to be where you're at right now, to be entering a Max Holloway fight and being like, yep, I'm going to win this and I'm going to face the champion next. I mean, you got to have that. So where does that, how does that ruin you? Uh, I've just been putting the graft in for like, I don't know, 15 years now or something. So, you know, I've done all the, the shit stuff, having no money and. But like, were you a scrappy kid? So it was a, it, when you got into, into fighting as a, as a hobby that it became like a natural fit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I felt pretty comfortable doing it. I grew up around like fighting and, you know, my dad fighting and. He was a doorman. There's some other dodgy stuff like that. So, uh, oh, so you're, so you're like, I've seen Dad knock a few fools yeah, out. Yeah, like, this is easy. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. One of my favorite times was uh, <laughs> when my dad was, he was a strong man and he retired. Was he really? Yeah, extra. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, yeah for sure. So <laughs> That's he amazing. He His dad's Butterbean, by the way. Butterbean. <laughs> Butterbean, American yeah. hero. Don't besmirch Butterbean. He is a hero. <laughs> um, so he got into, he got into uh, strong, uh, he retired strong man and, to get healthy and lose the weight and get fit, whatever he got into MMA, and uh, this is so like what years is? Uh, he was probably in his forties, so I was a kid. It must have been about at least fifteen years, okay. sixteen years. A while then, yeah. yeah, it was. I was the show in. Uh, he was trying to get on Cage Rage in L London. Cage you know Rage, yeah. yeah. That's where the. Uh, that's where the. Um Cyborg and Melvin Manhoof. Yes. Wait, your dad's a badass. What, was that, was he have a full-time job on the side? Yeah, it was a truck driver, a doorman. And oh, I love this. Doing the old cage fight. Dude, See, factory town approved. That's what I was yeah. going to say. He, factory he, town he, approved. He felt the aura. He walked <laughs> in, he was like, oh, I, I'm comfortable. Here. I don't know about yeah. that. But. <laughs> but yeah, so this... We play. There's this game we used to play. I don't know if you do in America. We call it Kirby. So in the street, yeah, like we don't have Kirby. All right. I can tell you. So there's two like a in a road. You have a curb this side and a curb that side, right? Yeah. So one guy stands on one side, the other guy's. It's gonna end like American stumped. History X, or is this, yeah. where is the story going? No, 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 it's not like that. So you have a ball, and you basically have to hit the curb, and the ball bounces back to you. That's how you. That's a point, right? Yeah. So you hit the curb. So that's creative. That's kids, Kirby. You know? Yeah. Kirby. So then if you hit the curb, you get a shot from the middle. That's that's a Kirby. Well, I was playing Kirby in the street, and my ball kept bouncing, and uh, it hit this guy's window. And I was like, "Oh, sorry." And he came out and took my ball, and uh, and just kept it. Yeah, I, I tried to grab it, and he he slapped me like he hit this guy hit me. A neighbor. Yeah, yeah, and he hit me, and I was like, oh, I was like, "Oh, you're fucked." <laughs> I was like, "You're <laughs> fucked." And like my dad happens uh, to feast on fools like you. Yes. It was more like I knew. I was like, "Oh, you idiot!" I like I felt bad for. Him. I was like, "I had to go tell him because I, my ear was all red. Like was, my face was all red here when this guy slapped me." I went home. My dad's like, "What happened?" I was like, "Go around the corner, hit me." He's like, "Right." And where have you practicing MMA? Like he wanted to try his moves out. <laughs> so he scored like a. I think he scored like a double leg on him. And like ground and pounded him a bit. And I was just like, what the fuck? And you watched your dad <laughs> yeah. beat up Nate. dad on the street corner played Kirby with this guy, took him yeah. right down and just started. And I just stood there like. His dad is the kids in uh, Step Brothers who made Will Ferrell eat the dog poop. <laughs> so yeah. dog. And I, uh, I took my ball back. I was like, told you. Yeah. And I was just like, right away. Just like, told you. Okay, so you so just. So, boy, you must have had an awkward Halloween every yeah. year, huh? <laughs> yeah. Dude, is that the best explanation ever to, like, what fuels your confidence to be able to do this for yeah, a so He's did, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad beat the fuck out of the neighbors when they got <laughs> sideways with me. There you go. <laughs> oh. so, what, so, okay, your dad was a strongman competitor? Yeah, yeah. Was Dude, first of all, I love fucking strongman. Oh, really? Man. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, big, I'm a big man. deadlift, and uh, obviously, yeah. strongman's a little bit more because you got to carry weird stones. Yeah. So, was your dad ever carrying weird shit like beer kegs and yeah. stones in the house? Wait, we've got uh, Atlas stones in the garden. Holy like, like, shit! Yeah, so my Atlas garden. stones are the big rounded stones. <laughs> yeah. 
We'll go, uh, that was borderline, you know, Huawei Wake celebration. I enjoyed that pure joy coming out of you right there. <laughs> There's yeah. a, so my dad used to put on events as well. And then when his gym, he had like a, a lockup with his private stuff, all his weights and uh, like frames for the cars to yeah. carry and all that. It got shut down, so all the stuff came home. We have an Atlas stone. It's a 140 kilo Atlas stone. Fuck. And it's, what is uh, that, like 250 pounds? No, it's closer to three. Yeah, yeah it's, it's over double. So yeah, yeah. and it's uh, it's like an ornament with the plants. So my mum's just like rolled it in there, <laughs> and it's like with like plants and like there's a Buddha next to it and stuff. Yeah, but my brother lifts it. He can lift it. Uh, wait, wait, but here's the thing about strongman. Now they have strongman like. Strongmans like MMA where they yeah. have like weight classes, but the very best strongmen are all giant humans. Yeah. Is your dad a giant human? No, he's, so he's my height, but he used to be, I can't think in pounds. So in stone, he was, he was about 20 stone, which is over 200, maybe like 280 pounds. Free, free, That's fucking big. 300 pounds. Yeah. So he used to walk around. Like, I just thought he was a big fat guy. Like, uh, I was like, <laughs> he's like this fat man. <laughs> Juiced off his head as well. I was like, I watched him like sticking needles in his ass. I was like, Dad, what are you doing? He's like, steroids, son. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. It's wait, 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 wait. This is the game we used to play as a kid. Me and my brother. <laughs> this is the best the, ever. Right here, this story. The game was to get my dad to have a roid rage. So my brother would be like, so, <laughs> I do that every dude, week I thought you, yeah, I, mean, I gotta be honest, I thought you tweeting pictures of your dog's testicles <laughs> was the apex of how this interview was gonna go. I yeah. was wrong, please continue. Yeah. <laughs> so like, we'd be driving back from somewhere and my brother would be like, he'd tap me, like, kick, him, kick the seat, kick the seat. I'm like, nah, 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 I'm not gonna do it. So I kick the seat, so I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, if I don't do it, my brother's gonna beat me up. So then my, fuck it. And so I'm like, like, kicking the seat, kicking the seat. I can see my dad just going red, like red. He's going red. He's like, stop it, stop it. And my brother's going, carry on, fucking carry on. He's just going, fuck kick. Next, he just stopped the car in the middle of the road, like dragged me out, snap, 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 fucking roid rage. Ah! My brother's dying laughing, like like it's my fucking, like I'm an idiot. Like, okay, yeah, we used to, that was the game, just to get him to. I'm glad you've had positive role models in your life. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of rip But the funniest thing is now he's like, he's retired, like he takes a, uh, he says, he says it's TRT, but it's, uh, it's self-prescribed. Like, He's just blasting and cruising. Yeah, yeah. There's no like measuring or whatever. There's no doctors. He's just like, yeah, I'm on TRT. And I'm like, that's not how it works, Dad. That's not what. Dad, you can't be pulsing every day. Yeah. It's just- yeah. But he's like the calmest, like friendliest, like soft. I feel like I slap him in the face. And he's like, why'd you do that? You know. Like, now, does he have his, has he been to your UFC fights at all? Yeah, he corners me. Corners me. Yeah, he's in the corner. Oh shit! Wait, like, in, the, in the corner, like he has a cornerman's license. Yeah, he's like, in the corner. Like he's yeah. the second or third or what is he? I oh, he does like flaps the towel about usually. Yeah. Yeah. Fraz says, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, your dad. Ha- okay, so yeah. what does your brother do? Uh, so my brother is, he's a strong man now as well, yeah. Uh, under, so under 105 kilos, so he's, he's okay, a so yeah, what's, his, he's what's a your strong man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your brother's name? Jake Allen. Jake. Jake Allen? Yeah. My dad said he was named after Jake the Snake, but I don't know if that's true. So. <laughs> Dude, that's the First of all, answer. can you leave and bring your dad in here? We want <laughs> to interview him instead. It would be better. Yeah. It would be better. <laughs> he's like, yeah, name my son after Jake the Snake yeah. Roberts. That's yeah. incredible, dude. Yeah. Hey, what's your dad's first name? Pacer. Like generally, Pacer. Yeah. Pacer? Pacer, yeah. You know, like the. Oh, Peso. Like the. Like the no, mon- like the Indiana Pacers. You know? Oh, oh Pacer. Pacer. Yeah. Pacer. Sorry, yeah, yeah. it was the. It was the uh, yeah, yeah. It was the this heavy. is his first time in Europe. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a translator yeah. the rest of the time here. But uh, at the, at the, at we, were, we were at dinner last night. I was like, I don't understand their accents. <laughs> Dude, this is a weird. He goes, he goes, this is a weird country. Uh, yeah. Pacer Allen is one That's of the right. cooler names of all yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. By the way, 
you, your dad is amazing. Yeah, though he's the man. So is he gonna travel with you to? If, assuming that the wherever, yeah. So yeah. if it's in the states, he'll still yeah. Travel yeah he comes you? everywhere. Yeah, he uh, he had a he had a spell in prison like a long time ago. Okay, this is not <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> well, that, so I thought, can we ask you how? Why? <laughs> yes. Uh, why did your dad go yeah. to prison? Uh, I uh, uh, I don't really know. Does he know story. Big John Fury by any chance? I mean, come we on. We set up a fight. Pig face first, Big John. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because I fought, who did I fight? Sadiq, when I fought Sadiq. Yeah. I got off the plane and I had loads of calls, like missed calls from uh, on the way home from like the US. And there was like more voicemails from like the commission and like the Nevada commission. I'm like, oh, fuck, like what's happened here? Like what's going on? And they just wanted to like check his paperwork or something because he'd had a prison record or something. And I was like, yeah, like it's a fucking bit late now. So I got home like four in the morning. You're calling me about some shit. I'm like, what's happened? Like, what have I done? You know, it was him. They wanted to question him about his his time. In do you know? Do you know why he went to prison? <coughs> uh, Aside from being awesome. So he got he he was a doorman. Um, all I know is he got stabbed, and I think the guy got beat up pretty bad. Yeah, got polished off. Yeah. 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 So he. he if he was here telling stories, you'd think he did like a life sentence or something. I think he did like five months. But he's got so <laughs> many stories. I gotta tell you, five months in prison though. Oh, that's I, I don't I don't want to do five he months. He starts telling stories. I'm like, Dad, you were in for a fucking holiday. Like, what are you on about? Like, you're going on like you did ten years. Like, come on, dude. He must have so much fun being in your corner yeah, at this but, level when the crowd's going insane. Like, yeah, what, like, yeah. what is this? What What is it like for him watching his son do this? What do you think it's like? Uh, I think he gets pretty nervous. To be fair, yeah, he's uh, you can never shut him up. Like he never stops talking. That, that's why I love having him in a corner. Not for his, uh, not if he's watching like offend him, not his fight advice. But like, <laughs> yeah, not for your breakdowns. You, just I don't know if energy. you, uh, I don't know if you, you, you could relate or like you've ever been in that situation. But like, let me assure you, I cannot relate. <laughs> so, so like when, when you're like backstage, you're warming up. It's like you know you'll have a room with sometimes it's like a small room with a few mats you've got a few people warming up and there's like a bit of nervous energy and it's awkward it's it's like one guy's fucking over there screaming and like kicking the wall or something and some guy's just come in with his face hanging off because he lost and you're like right cool i'm on next and then <laughs> the thing with having my dad there he's like he always has a story he always like whatever the situation he has some like story whether it's true or not like just a funny story and it just always has something to say and it just breaks that tension of uh being backstage and a bit like you know sitting there like building the nerves and all that shit but all right when did he start being in your corner has he always done it no actually first so he has a lot of my amateur fights been in the corner some of the earlier pro ones and then he wasn't after i went away uh, to canada and then when i fought um mads burnell my coach, his flight got stuck somewhere. One of my coaches, he got stuck. Uh, his plane got, there was a storm or something. And I was like, fuck it. My dad looks the same. So for the UFC, they're like both ball blokes. I was like, you could just be there. So we don't have to change the paperwork or whatever. You could just be in the corner as him. And uh, but the funniest thing is he came on stage and uh, kind of for the way and he came on stage, you know, Dana White, he shakes the hands like, you know, good luck, whatever. He put, he just said to my dad, good luck, coach. My dad's like, I'm not the fucking coach. Like, what are you about? So like, <laughs> the day was just like, what? It's like, Dad, shut up. It's like, you're the coach. You just snuck him through, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Dude, if I ever Two get baldies. the balls to pull a Oscar Willis or EKC Leiden and take a, you know, what do they call that company, the Rags to Riches? I think Ulta? Yeah, what? dork to champion mode, and I take an amateur fight. Here's my dream corner. You're going to be my head trainer for the okay. X's and O's. Right, fair. Coach Latore Gonzalez for, for encouragement. All right. And 
Coach Pacer Allen for stories. <laughs> I think you need Big John Fury in there too. Big John. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did scoop, show. He did scoop an eyeball out at one point. But yeah. dude, I, that expl- you telling those stories explains to me exactly how you got I here. I always wonder how do are. quiet guys who are like you know seemingly unassuming how do they get into MMA? Oh right, now I know. <laughs> yeah. He must have shown you. Like, do you remember the first time you saw MMA? Yeah, yeah. He had all like the old DVDs. Actually, funnily enough, the first time. I saw MMA, so my very first coach, uh, Mark Nixon, his name is, he had, uh, he was really into like Valley Tudo and like he loved it. And there was, there was nothing, like nothing around like that. And I remember he was doing like drills, he was holding the pad there and doing like soccer kicks and stuff like that on the floor. And he gave me this DVD, or it might have been like a VHS thing, it might have been a video, yeah, a videotape. And it was Vandalay. Uh, Vandalay doing his old fights and like some little Y fronts, like fucking headbutting people and soccer kicking people. And I was like, this is the shit. Yeah. I was like, this and is that the little one. net under the bottom rope that you yeah, get trapped yeah, under. Yeah. This is, remember Pele Landy Johns was yes. like the big guy for that? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I was watching it. I was like, yes. Like, it was, he got someone to clinch and he was headbutting. His head split and he was like, <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. But I still, I've never headbutted anyone in my life. But I just thought that was cool. Yeah. No, yeah. never. I ain't got okay, no head we, for it. we need to go out drinking with Arnold Allen. We'll see some headbutts. Okay, <laughs> no, we need to go drinking with Pacer Allen. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. So I'm yeah. ready to, by the way, induct you into my fledgling MMA promotion called Factory Town MMA because okay. you know we are from the same ilk, yeah, just yeah. different hometowns. <laughs> uh, but you know, part of that lifestyle is you know I'm the I'm the king of gas station food cuisine to the point, right. Arnold, where. You know, at 44, I've been diagnosed with uh, fatty liver disease, right. non-alcoholic, uh, mm. which basically means if I continue to eat hot dogs from, from Cumberland Farms, that I'm going to die soon. <laughs> I heard on social media that you, in your own way, in your own area, love to eat the shit out of a gas station. Yeah, we heard you eat yeah. garbage. Do you, is that true? No, it's not true. You so, fancy it on like a, I need to get off here. I'm going to go get off with some hot dogs. Tell right? me about no, no, some no. British gas station food, uh, petrol so station. The thing I will say... It's a cool fun cover. Anyway. Um. Oh, yeah. And it, this is my. Well, I got this on Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Awesome. Uh, I don't know if you can see it or not. That's amazing. I got it on Arnold Schwarzenegger's website. Yeah. So the camera bump is the, is the yeah, rocket launcher. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I've learned from being over in like, America and being in Canada and whatever, you're like, gas station food is shit. Like, it is shit. Here, yeah. it's at a higher standard. So when oh, I post oh, something oh, like okay. that. Okay. okay. That's a bold statement. No, it's a fact. I've had prawn chips and crisps. Yeah. They're not that money. Yeah, but you don't have to have prawn. That's the, the <laughs> shit. If you go to like M&S, M&S Marks and okay. Spencers, that's high quality shit. Like you go there, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. But yeah, just ask the cab driver. Some place, S&M. Wherever, S&M. You know, just, you know, and, uh, I'm sure you'll end up in a... But it's just a I come back. So I was in Canada for a long time. Um, when all like, the, the COVID shit was going on, I was there. You were in Canada during their COVID yeah, lockdowns? Yeah, so they had all the oh. lockdown and then... Uh, I overstayed my visa a little bit, and then uh, now I'm back. And uh, <laughs> so I come back. His life is one long misdemeanor, and I'm here for it. <laughs> and um, it's nothing ever too serious. No, it's, it's just, just a, a series serious. of slightly. You know. <laughs> I, I tweeted so, like some stupid shit. I was like, the best thing about being home is the three pound meal deals. I like, which is like the. All right, walk me through what yeah, that yeah, is. What are you when you incredible. order that? Yeah. When you order that, what are you eating? All right, so it's, it's typically a sandwich. Crisps or a chocolate bar or anything, and a drink. That's it. Right. That's it. What That's kind a of sandwich, though? What do you mean, what kind of sandwich? Yeah, what well, kind of sandwich? there's lots of sandwiches. Is it a feces, yeah, there's, rock there's salt a, sandwich? What is it? <laughs> it's always different. There's so many options. You've got your fucking chicken bacon. They do the seasonal. You've got the Christmas oh. one with, like, the turkey trimmings. Yeah. That. It does sound all right, but yeah. i got to tell you, I'm like, i got to say British food. Okay, but he sounds like he's uh, describing a Wawa or a Sheets in yes, the States. Yes. Like an elite Have you been to a Wawa? Station. No, no. 
No, no. This oh, is like this is like if what they put a a, a a deli of the future inside a gas station and yeah. on the computer screen you can add. So in a Wawa or a okay. Sheets, you go in there yeah. and you can buy all your like your your Mountain Dews and you can pay for your gas, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. But in the corner they have like a you order made to order yeah. screen and you pump in rice bowls, hoagies, <laughs> wraps, you name it. That sounds good. Order made to order, and then they make it fresh and then yeah, give it yeah. to you. And if you go to Sheets. Everything there has a sh sound, so you can order a schmuffin, schmuffin. or a schmagel. You can add anything to anything, dude. <laughs> you can crossbreed different, different. I know, but things. they are money. They are money. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you, you, you. We, so next in? time you come to the states, we got to do the Arnold Allen Wawa yeah, or Sheets yeah, yeah. tour. Cumberland Farms is, is what I, how I get down. No, there's, but there's like five this Cumberland is, Farms. This is a problem as well. So since I've been off the like, I stopped eating pork, right? Yeah. And uh, the meal deal selection, the gas station selection is fucking. Plummeted. Yeah. England is like back. Everything's pork. Like everything good is pork. So since I come off the pork, it's been pretty shit. All like, right. Every, every man has a vice in life. Some people's are worse than <laughs> others. As I look around our gross staff, just Tristan <laughs> might stab you and eat your. Ear. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> you know, yeah. Luke is is a pretty presenting, decent human being. He's a great dad That's and, right. and That's a great right. yeah. a great you know citizen. But you know he. Vapes like a white trash piece of shit. <laughs> what is the vice that's like threatening to get in the way of your fight career that you've got to keep down? Like, is it is it is it uh, the, the gas station food or what is it? Is it the trashy women? I mean, what you is... vape? Oh fuck no! no. It <laughs> no, is no, it no. is white trash. I have this. I, mean, little, I have a game I play actually. Only time. Is it Kirby? No. <laughs> So anytime someone's driving, you know when you see someone driving, you, you vape, so you probably do it. Uh, <laughs> they always have their window cracked like two inches, right? Oh. And they always see them getting a bit angry in traffic. <sighs> they get that. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. yeah. So anytime you're in traffic, you see a cloud beep. Anytime. And then you, it's true. The more I beep, the more smoke comes out the window. So I sit in traffic, just go beep. <laughs> so his vice is shit starting. Apparently. So he's yeah. basically the dick behind me trolling yeah. Yeah. as yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get through my day. I started doing it. I was just because I was driving so much training. I was so bored. And I see someone driving like big cloud of smoke. Like, boom! Have <laughs> <laughs> some of that. Another cloud. Boom! <laughs> yeah. Was... But how hard is it to live the Spartan lifestyle ahead of a fight? To like be like, I'm. I have to say no to this dessert or this anything because I am focused on victory. Nice. Fucking easy. Uh, I don't really have any vices. I don't drink, don't smoke, don't. What is the hardest part about your life? And what I mean by that is like the life you've chosen. So training, there's traveling, there's fighting, which is dangerous. Yeah. When you think about it day to day, what would you say are the biggest, most difficult parts about it? It's a pretty fucking good life. Uh, I got not a lot to complain about, to be honest. Uh, Not getting injured so I could train more. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. Just uh, the hardest part, because I like doing. I go like mountain biking. I do a bit off roading in my in my truck and that, but just not injure myself doing that. So I go like mountain biking. There'll be jumps and stuff, and I kind of look at it like I can jump that, but I might break my leg. So I'm yeah. just like the cowboy Cerrone thing, right? Yeah, He's yeah. Like, I'm just gonna go ride some great white sharks with some saddles that I made. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Someone told me cowboy. they put it in his contract, like uh, yeah, they did. Fight week or something. He couldn't yeah. do no like crazy a, like ATVs, yeah. shit like that. He can't do. Yeah, yeah. or he's retired. No skydiving until like after yeah. the fight. Yeah. yeah, so that that was that's not ex- probably not as extreme as him, but like uh, yeah, the, the week before I fought um, uh, Sadiq, I was in Montreal and uh, I didn't know they had this thing. It's French Canadian. They call it uh, degel, and it means like defrost. Like when the ice is like defrosting, like the mud in the mountains becomes like a swamp. Like yeah. do not go up there. So I'm like, whatever, fuck that. I'm going up the mountain. What do these Canadians know like, about Canada? I was like, I just finished my last sparring of camp. I'm going up mountain. I'm taking my Jeep and I'm driving off road up that mountain. And uh, 
yeah, I nearly rolled down a cliff basically. And uh, <laughs> I have a, I have a, a few photos like hanging up. It doesn't actually look that bad in the cliff, but uh, I was with my missus and she was like crying and thinking <laughs> we're gonna die and all this. And uh, had to get some like guy to come. Like, and, this is a Tuesday in my youth. Yeah, right? I was like, oh. and I'm just sitting on the cliff in my jeep, like looking down, thinking, oh, I fucking hope I don't roll down there. I probably have to pull out this fight. And, uh, You're probably dead. Yeah, you I'm, rolled down that hill. Okay? Also, that rusty old jeep. Yeah, probably. And, uh, yeah, luckily it didn't roll down, and the fight went through. And, All right, well. best and worst things about Canada. Oh, it's gonna be. Uh, no, well, let me ask you. When you were in Montreal, like, and when you stayed there, yeah, did you see Toronto? Did you see Vancouver? Yeah, yeah I went to Toronto, and everyone okay. was really nice. Toronto, yeah, they're really yeah, nice. Yeah, in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not a joke. So no, nice, no, no, no. Like the Canadians are actually <laughs> very friendly. So the weird thing is like. When I first went there, and this is my missus, she's Canadian as well. She made a joke like She's uh, from where? Montreal. Montreal. So she's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, okay. No, no, she's not. She's a... <laughs> she's a... No, she's a... Yeah, fuck, I, I don't think that's good. Um, a little rapey sound on that. No, no, no. I'm saying like French. Like, uh, no, yeah, she speaks French, but she's not, not like that. But um, okay. when I first went there, like it never clicked in my mind why George St. Pierre talked the way he did. I thought they were all like English in Canada. And then someone said to me... Like, she said to me, she was like... Well, why the fuck do you think George speaks the way he speaks? I was like, huh. I was like, French Canadians. So you didn't know French the Canadians No, like, the first day I was like, I was on the way there and someone was like, well, what if they uh, teach in French? I was like, what do you mean teach in French? It's fucking Canada. I was like, it's going to be English. It's not Canada. It's like the Queen's on the money. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and, uh, yeah fortunately they don't, but um, I didn't know. But yeah, the French is probably, um, I have a lot of like Quebecois friends and uh, French friends there. That's probably the worst thing about Quebec, <laughs> especially being <laughs> the worst English. Thing about it's my, all of my French friends. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> uh, the best best part about Canada, the mayonnaise um, on the French fries. Poutine oh, actually, a little overrated. Also, yeah, no, I will go with that. The worst, another worst thing, at the gas stations they have uh, like fucking greasy bags of cheese curds at like the checkout. Like you go pay and there's like. As if it's like a, you know, sweets and candy and stuff. It's like, <laughs> like, it's it's like a greasy bag of cheese yeah, with some yeah. like paprika on it. Like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you See, guys? French Canadians do know how to fuck around, right? Yeah. You know, yeah I like that. that. That's that sneaky side of me that you don't What trust. was that strip club oh, you, you went know, to in Montreal? Club Super Sex. <laughs> club Super Sex. <laughs> yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> club Super Sex. Yeah, I can't, I'm not allowed e. legally to speak anymore of that about that. <laughs> um, wow. Wow, dude, I feel like we could have been hanging a long time ago. With no, that. we need. You know, when we met Michael Chiesa, we're like, man, you are a proper American dirt hole and we love you. Yeah, you're a proper. Proper British dirtbag. <laughs> dirtbag, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I like Canada. It's nice. Uh, I did. I, I like the winter and stuff because like I like the off-roading. Like, I oh, like okay. going and take the truck. I like that. Dude, Canadian um, winters are fucking brutal. Yeah. I've, this is one of my thoughts. So, like I said, when I first got a bit of money, I won my bonus. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to one of the big gyms. I'm going to go train there. It's going to be great. I was trying out TriStar and uh, I wasn't, because Fries does this thing. He's like, I think he does it. Everyone says he does it to everyone. I don't know. He might not be aware he does it. But he seemed like really mean. Like the f- I went there for one month. For us. Yeah. And I was like, man, what's He'd make jokes. He'd use me for the the demo. And he's like, mock me in front of the, like 100 people. I'm like, fucking hell. I'm supposed to come. I've traveled all the way across the world to come here. And you yeah. treat me like shit. Like, I mean, okay. I'll tell my dad on you, first of all. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, I have actually a funny story with my dad. Uh, so yeah, Fraz is like that, and I was like, okay, that's weird. I'm not coming back here. Like the end of my month was up. And I was like, I made some friends, but I ain't coming back here. And he took me aside. He's like, uh, you know, uh, we're family now. Like, make sure you come back. Anything you need, wherever you're fighting, I'm there. Like, I'm your man. If you need me, I'm there. I was like, I'm fucking confused. I'm like, okay. And then I went home, and I was thinking, I was looking at going like ATT or something, and uh, someone like that. 
then I always thought if you went somewhere like Miami, it's gonna fucking make you soft, you know? Like, I end up sitting on the beach drinking like wherever they are, the fucking mimosas and shit, and hanging out and doing that shit. I was like, nah, it's like Canada's the way. It's fucking shit. <laughs> it's not shit sick, but where the gym is, it's like industrial. Yeah, yeah. It's not like all nice. It's uh, winter's fucking shit. It's horrible. It keeps you sort of like tough. Party, you know? yeah. Yeah, so I, I like that. And uh, I went back and he was nicer and nicer and nicer. So now he's a sweetheart. Honestly, like literally from that first session. But I've had people go there and say the same thing. And then they went back and he's like, yeah, he's like, he said we're like family now and invite me over for meals yeah. with family. That hero Machida broke Hulk Hogan's leg the first time he tried out for pro yeah. wrestling. I don't the, care. Because he wanted to test him. So don't yeah. care. tough enough. Yeah, but right. uh, so, so yeah, wait. What the one thing I say with my dad? So my, the first time my dad came to TriStar, GSP was on the map. My dad definitely knows who GSP is. He, he must know who GSP is. Fraz is like, oh, like, please come over. I'll introduce you to George. And uh, my dad went up to GSP. He's like, uh, what is it? George said, oh, you know, your son's doing really well. Like maybe you know. I am impressed by your son's yeah, performance. Yeah, like that. And uh, my dad was like, patting him on the back. He's like, keep working hard, mate. You'll get there. And George is like. Okay, and they just sort of walked off and like turned around, like keep up, mate. You'll get, you'll get there. Like, <laughs> he says that to everybody, but, but like, surely he's taking the piss. Like you're, you're fucking like, messing around, right? He's like, nah. Who's George? Like, you're a dick. Like, I'm adamant. He knows. He's just been. He, he does not. He's been. That's such a great yeah. bit. By like, the way, that's, that's, so, that's still fantastic. Just keep working. All right, we've mate. had breakthrough moments. We've been lucky last like year and a half as UFC fans, like Juliana Pena, Jamal Hill, Poetan, Leon Edwards, where someone went from you know contender to like breakthrough world champion in an emotional way when i watch that i get inspired about my own life it's like the human spirit watching it break out mm. what do you feel when you watch leon edwards head kick in round five when you watch jamal <laughs> hill become the new champion because like you could close this calendar year with that exact same mm. thing happening yeah i was going nuts when leon got that to be fair <laughs> i was up at like four in the morning just screaming at the tv but um yeah it's uh Especially with someone like you know personally, you've trained with him, you, you see him achieve what your dreams are, and like it just makes it more attainable, you know. Like, like I was saying, coming from like a, a small village, small town, the first time anyone remotely close to our area got to the UFC, it was like, oh shit, like that can be done, you know. It was he was like from an hour and a half away. Well, who like, was it? Uh, the first John McGuire. John McGuire. Ah, well, that's an old. He's school. a coach now, right? Uh, John McGuire. Yeah, I think he's. I don't. I know he's training out in Vegas a lot. Um, but that was that was sort of one of the first guys. There was a gym, uh, tsunami, tsunami gym, and they had loads of loads of really good guys. Uh, I don't know if you know, but like Rob Olivier and Jack Mason, guys like that, John McGuire, and um, Joachim Hansen was there. I trained with Joachim Hansen. Wow. That was pretty cool. Hellboy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had a lunch with him. He's an interesting guy. They don't talk about him. Him and Fedor are two of like the guy. I mean, Fedor's obviously a different level. Yeah. But two guys who like were loved. Yeah. Who yeah. never fought in UFC. Yeah. 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 He was a cool guy, but. Uh, yeah, some interesting ideas. Um, something about transhumanism and a chip and some stuff. I was like, okay. all right, well, you know. We don't know. <laughs> but I mean, when when you watch this stuff, I mean, it has like like what would it actually mean for you to close this year and become a UFC champion? Yeah, okay. like my my whole thing. If I don't ever, if I don't achieve that ever, like everything I've done is, is a fucking waste. You know, <laughs> like I've just trained my ass. Oh, so, so this is all or nothing. Yeah, and you're all in. Yeah, yeah like I'm fucking gonna retire with some arthritic hands and uh, you know some fucked up ears for no reason. So. Yeah, that's that's it. Like uh, anything less is shit. So it's it's everything. It's, I love that, yeah. dude. Dude, it means everything. Well, I, I want. I do want to ask one question before we wrap here, which is: so from the American perspective, the English are clearly football crazy. Hmm. 
and they appear to be very boxing crazy as well. Are they MMA crazy yet? Uh, I mean, if you're Paddy Pimley, you'd probably say yes. Yes, yes. So but, in certain ways, they might be. Yeah, you know, certain areas. It's uh, see the thing with Liverpool is like, if you're from there, the the people that support, the people there, they're so passionate. Like if you're from there, you're getting support. Like it's it's great. Like it's so good the way they back their boxers, their fighters, their football team. Like they're all in. Like you could just be born in the same street they're in. Well, Everton is. Yeah, yeah. Well, like if you're from where I'm from. Like I said earlier, that they don't give a shit. Like yeah. they couldn't care less. But I kind of like it that way, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. Do you think um, with Leon becoming a champion? Obviously, we already had Bisping, but like having two British champions at one time, what would that transform UK MMA? I don't think it make a difference in my no, area. <laughs> I think the old ladies in the high street were still. Uh, I think who the fuck's that guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they really. I don't think they're going to be uh, watching Never the change. UFC. They you never know, though. Them. You never know. Like, there's never been like Michael. Michael uh, obviously was is very famous, but he got famous kind of largely after, during right? his American yeah. run. He was with Wolf Slayer at the time. Remember yeah. that Wolf Slayer? Yeah. Uh, but I, what I mean is, someone homegrown who's here who also becomes a big star here hmm. that really hasn't happened yet. Like Leon got the belt, and God bless him. That was an amazing thing that he yeah. did. Yeah. But it's not. He's not like a huge star yet. Like imagine if Patty had Leon's ability. Yeah. What yeah. would that look like? I don't know what that would look like. Yeah. Like. I think if he was champion, he'd be uh, it's like McGregor level, isn't yeah, it? Right. Like it's that. I don't know to keep bringing him up, but it's the perfect example that there would be that kind of level of fame. Like someone asked me the other day about someone introduced me at some engagement party, and he said, uh, "Oh, it's my friend Arnold. He fights in the UFC." And he's like, "Oh, cool. When's your last? Like, you know, did you fight in the London card?" He was there, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I was on. He was like, "Oh, you was on the Paddy undercard." And I was like. Wow! Wow! I was like, "This like, was a co-main event," <laughs> but yeah, like people, people don't know, you know, people, people don't, they, people that don't really follow it, they're kind of more football fans that follow. I think they think someone like that has got a bit of noise. They assume he's the champion. Automatically right? good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that they, they would instant like they're just he's the champ, right? Like, no, no. Yeah, but the, well, the good part is for you, like, not to say there's anything wrong with fame seeking. No, I don't no. think that there is. No. But if you don't want it. Uh, you're in a pretty good spot to. You, there's some that's going to come with it, no matter. I mean, if you're on just big stay cards. in your hometown, you'll never be famous. Yeah, yeah stay in your hometown. Exactly. <laughs> like you don't have to really worry about it. Right? Yeah, but it's um, Leon. Leon for me is like the perfect blueprint. You know, like right. he's the champion. He's famous, like, but he's not like everywhere. He's not. He's not seeking the fame. Like one of the things when the press conference at Usman, they asked him about uh, the boxing Canelo if he won, and he shut it down. Show out. I love that. I was like, yeah. Like, that's that's so real. Like you ain't like why are you chasing that? Other than for money and fame, and it's like yeah, obviously we want to get paid, but it's nice to hear someone be like realistic about it. I'm like yeah, I'd love the box, but I don't think uh, I don't think I'm gonna go take them boys out now. <laughs> the top world weights or right. whatever it is. Are, are it separate from the path you're on. Separate from fighting in four and winning the title. Separate from fighting Max Holloway, which is a big deal. Separate from the title. Hmm. Is there anybody that you're like, I want to fight that person before my career's over? I would love to fight that, and it could be crossover mix in, in the middle weight. I mean, you know, it could be Connor, it could be Patty. I mean, who the hell is it? Who the hell is your dream opponent separate from the title chase? My brother. Oh, shit. Dude, this family gets brother. better and better right now. Years and years. So it's of Jake Allen. Beat. You've been calling this motherfucker out for a yeah. long time, right? Beat me up for a long time. So uh, <laughs> I used to collect dragons. Like, I used to collect pottery dragons, like porcelain dragons <laughs> when I was a kid, yeah. And my brother, my brother, he's a he's a dick. So he used to go in my room and I'd be downstairs and he'd shout, he'd shout, Moog, Moog. And I'd come up and I'm like, oh, fuck. He's got like the big one. He's got the big dragon. And he would just throw it at me downstairs. 
and it would smash. Like he would torment me. And then he'd get another one, smash it. Oh, you fuck. I'd save up all my pocket money, I'd buy this dragon, and he would smash it. Sounds um, like a bully beatdown episode. Yeah. Is, is in order here. So my brother used to, yeah, Dad, used to, thumbs up, brother, yeah. thumbs down. Yeah, That's what I'm right, he used here. to torment me. He used to be, uh, he'd pin me down. He'd pin me down, he'd shave like stupid haircuts in my hair. Uh, he'd spray aftershave in my eyes to see if which one. You know, hurt. I'm not sure any of this is legal. <laughs> okay, so uh, but when you got to the level you're at now, did the respect change, or is he still? Is he the older brother? Yeah, he's the older brother. So you'll never not be the the no, younger. The problem brother. is, like in an MMA fight, I beat him hands down. But in a street fight, he fucking killed me. Yeah, like, yeah he's yeah. insane. He's, the old he's, man, the old bro- the older brother thing. Yeah, because you know, he's like got that strongman grip. He, Your older brother doesn't, doesn't care about your achievements. No, yeah. he doesn't care at all. He's no. horrible. Like he's. Yeah, he's nasty, man. Like, I wouldn't want to fight him in a street fight. Like, no yeah. way. Does yeah. he go to your fights? Yeah, yeah, he can't. Yeah, actually, he was in the corner for the last one. Yeah. Oh, shit. Is I got to pay more close attention here yeah, to, yeah. to get that audio, that yeah. that corner audio. Of but, um, so it's just Faraz and then a bunch of guys from Suffolk. Yeah, uh, is that just it? my family. Like, yeah. the, the farmers. <laughs> but the funny thing with my brother, he's uh, if he was like in my position, he would be the guy talking shit to everyone. Yeah, he would uh, be the loud yeah. Oh, right. He's always saying, it's like, listen, they all call me up. He's like, I start fucking telling everyone this our year we're fucking coming I'm like what he's like tell Max Holloway he's getting it he's like tell Calvin Kay okay, like, have you this ever before he was like telling about... me he's gonna be fucked up like oh, shut up have you ever thought about unleashing either your dad or your brother full time on the MMA community yeah. like I'm so thinking like, so for example next like, time in, we're here we gotta get the whole family like Tyson yeah. Fury's got a big mouth but John Fury does a lot of it yeah. for, for, the, for Tommy Fury yeah. also like in boxing Teofimo Lopez talks a little bit but yeah. his dad or just talks his crazy dad. shit yeah. Yeah. Yo, you gotta get you gotta be like the guy like oh, I don't talk like that yeah. and then bring in your family members just have them assault motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. my brother would be that guy like i was worried about it when we brought him to because it was the first time it was in the choir but I, he might get a bit weird because he's a bit hyped up but i'm like fuck's sake and he saw he was really respectful and cool but yeah he's always calling me like you need to fucking talk some shit like you need to start calling everyone out. tell volkanovsky he's getting it i'm like that's not me do you want to tell anybody on this show that they're getting it male or female in the ufc yeah my brother that's well listen man i gotta tell you it's been great to have you yeah, here this nice. is my first time interviewing you so i'm glad yeah, we yeah. made it uh in this kind of scenario my uh, man Mowgli over here. yeah Mowgli, <laughs> april 15th yeah. the big max holloway fight hmm. don't know where it is just yet Felix can't, the docks. yeah can't wait container. to find out all right but, to close stereotypically when we're talking about the uk and ireland hmm. i call it uk plus people don't want to join me on that i, I warned him against this oh uh, you know we're we'll talking about one. scotland wales the geordie shore we're talking about everything where are the toughest people from is it like the u.s <laughs> military where they all argue marines want to fight navy and to prove that they're the toughest you're, you're all fine. british royal marines are pretty tough yeah. okay but who are the toughest in the and uh, like where do you have to be from is it is it ipswich england is that does that provide the toughest uh, you know, like Suffolk, it's like it's all like farmers. So I heard a guy like drop the horse once with a punch. So. Oh shit, dude! Okay, we're just punching horses <laughs> in the English countryside yeah. now. Someone said it wouldn't like. I don't know. He was trying to train it and it wouldn't settle, and he hit it and it dropped it. I don't know how true it is. Probably bullshit, but like if we had a tough man contest, like Birmingham versus Crumlin, I mean, Bolton. Like, you know, I mean, who's what? What area is is are those are the real know. motherfuckers? Are. It's hard to say anymore. You know, they kind of. I don't know if there is any. He's like pop the, the, the you know yeah. malehood in this parts that got softened. Yeah, they, they yeah. Did, yeah. That's that's why the Allens are keeping it old school. <laughs> keeping it old school, tucked away that's in it. the cut. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Damn. I gotta tell you, uh, Arnold, it's been great to meet you. Yeah, and you. And I uh, can't wait to see what happens on April 15th. I wish you nothing but the Max, best of luck. Max, we love you, but according to and Arnold and his year. family, you're getting it. You are getting it, okay? We Sorry love if you. Jake Allen sends you any messages. <laughs> Honestly, he does. He was, he was speaking to... Um, Dude, he's, out there, he's sending your opponent's voicemails on Insta? He, he was... I don't know if you're trying to wrap it up, but... Uh, 
He asked me, he said, um, after the Dan Hooker fight, he said, did you, did you guys speak after? And I was like, oh, no, I saw him in the hotel after, and he, he didn't want to talk. It's fair enough. Like, he had his glasses on and wanted to go out. Fair enough. Long way to fucking get that result. I get it. He's like, what, he didn't, like, wish you luck? You didn't speak to him or nothing? I was like, no. He's like, I'm going to fucking send him a message. He's like, no respect, like, nothing? I'm like, so you off your fucking head, man. Like, what is wrong? Like, I but get it. There are levels to being a, a badass. It's, yeah. He's willing to actually tussle yeah. in the street with I any think, of these guys, uh, right? I think it's, it's uh, Calvin's coach, uh, Tyson. Tyson Chartier. My brother was talking to him after. He was like, oh, he sent us a nice message. I was like, what? I'm like, what? Like, what are you on about? He says, yeah, he was just, you know, wishing us well and all that. I'm like, okay. His brother's at home just checking receipts. Honestly, keeping yeah. people His like, bro and dad. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. a buddy comedy right yeah. there. He's insane. That. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, until, until, the, until they're arrested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Until they're arrested. Yeah. Uh, Arnold. Great work on everything. We'll Thank see what you. happens April 15th, but I hope 2023 is a great year for you. Appreciate it. It's, it's my favorite RSD. Yes, <laughs> Arnold out, everyone. <laughs> Sweet.